0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Brad Tornberg. Brad, uh, your websites are e3businessconsultants.com and business fitnessrevolution.com. You're an author and uh, you have a course all about um, business fitness. Uh, And again, that's a business fitness revolution. Brad, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Really glad to be here without my influence.
0: Thank you. Please do give us an overview of your work.
1: Sure. Um, The whole idea of the business fitness was it started with a with an observation. I was at a client one day, and I noticed that the owner or the principal of the business was sitting there. He was extremely out of shape, and this was the middle of winter. He was sweating profusely. Mm-hmm. He had fried food in front of him on his desk, and he was yelling and screaming at all of his people, and his people were miserable. That was when I realized, I wrote a blog article the following week, that the business owner is like the brain of the business, and how he communicates effectively or dysfunctionally is really the central nervous system. And then from that started building a series of blog articles, like we started talking, comparing the circulatory system of the human body with the circulatory system of the business, the skeletal system, which is the infrastructure, and, and the ears, how you hear, and the the eyes, what you see, and your gut, how you process information. And from that developed a series of these chapters that then turned into a book called business fitness revolution. And then more recently, this past summer, um, after having a good year in business, thanks to COVID, um, I decided to uh, take a course out in San Francisco, uh, actually hire someone in San Francisco to shoot in a course and, and create scripts and narratives for it. So it's been an interesting journey. Uh, all the way, and the whole idea of it is, the concept is to help business owners achieve peak performance for both themselves and for their business.
0: Yeah, um, and so uh, who do you typically, Brad? Who would be some examples of folks that you that you work with today?
1: A lot of small companies that are looking, that are kind of stuck in, in how do I scale and how do I grow and how do I hire the right people? Because like me, I've made a lot of mistakes, right? I hire people who are like me, which is the worst mistake you can make in a business. You want to find people who do things that are different than you, that are opposite to you. So, um Small businesses that are looking to scale, small businesses that are looking to build organizational structure, a lot of family businesses who are trying to make that move from being a family business to being a company, and then even medium-sized companies that are looking to grow or looking to expand or looking Mm. to acquire. So there's a lot of pieces that, that that we take care of and we fit everything from that real small startup business all the way to the businesses that are looking to scale.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, using the kind of the, the fitness analogy kind of gives you a good roadmap. You know, I think about like going to see the doctor and the doctor's like, okay, let's do a physical here and let's make sure everything is operating the way it should be operating. Oh, you're having breathing problems. Well, we should probably look at that and, you know, what are the, you know, functions of a good respiratory system. And then, you know, just kind of look through that and, and, uh, yeah, so that I can see where that would make it very, very helpful. Um, when when you begin engagement with someone, um, is that I would imagine that's kind of your approach, uh, kind yeah, of like the that's, doctor that's doing yeah, the physical. Right on the
1: head, Josh. We're going in there to diagnose and discover where the pain is, right? That's what a doctor does. And we do that with the business. And what's interesting is the perspective of a lot of business owners is that they think it's one issue and many Mm -hmm. times it's other issues. Like for example, I get called a lot because I have a very strong business application software background and I've worked with a lot of solutions. So I'll get a call from a business owner who says, look, I'm looking to go through digital transformation. I want to automate my business. And then we come in and we do a diagnostic and we realize that's not what the problem is. The problem is he yeah. doesn't have processes. So we subscribe to this triangle, which is it's either people process or technology, it's one of the three. And you'd be surprised how many times it's the wrong one that they think it is because a lot of times they may not have the staffing or the people, or they may not have the right people in the right roles, or they don't have any processes that are defined. And it's been whispered down the road over the last 20 or 30 years. And when you ask them, why do they do that? A lot of times they shrug their shoulders and say, I don't know, we've always done it that way. So what we try to do is act as kind of a change agent to get them to see, you know, what they need to be able to do. And a lot of that kind of starts out working backwards where we'll start with a question like, okay, hey, Josh, it's it's three, four years from now and you and I are out having a cup of coffee and you are just tickle pink with what I've done for you. Tell me what that picture looks like. Paint me the picture. And a lot of times the business owners can't paint the picture, which is mm-hmm. part of their problem. They have, you know, they're nearsighted. They really can't see far. And sometimes they're so far sighted they can't see what's in front of them because they're looking towards the future without taking care of the present. So lots of times we get clients that are in different situations. And we have to kind of reorient the way that they're looking at things and get them to understand that, you know, we need them to We need their input. We need their direction. If a business owner says to me, hey, Brad, in three years from now, I want to be on a golf course, that lets me know that we need to get his company ready to be sold or to be spun off because he wants to get out the door. So a lot of times it becomes very informative of what comes back to you when you ask an open-ended question like that.
0: Yeah. Um, Brad, but, um, so yeah, you can ignore the chat. It was so funny. I was, while we're doing an interview, I did have to let my wife know, drive, safe, have a great day. And I put it in our zoom chat window. So don't drive anywhere just home. yet, Brad. We're, we're still in the middle of an interview.
1: <laughs> and, and we all, and we all work from home and that's one of the things today, right? We all have to adjust to that. And that's, that's a big thing with a lot of business owners is how do I handle remote versus being here and all of those things. So that's, been one of the things that's been very busy for us in the last year, and yeah, good example of that. Your wife came in, and sometimes you have to stop what you're doing and you have to yeah. address those situations if you have yeah, where you have a
0: wife who's demanding. <laughs> no, Miss Mrs. Elledge, I, I love her to pieces. Um, so what would be some of the very common ailments that you frequently see?
1: Um. A lot of times it's disparate silos of information throughout an organization. So we try to find solutions that are gonna unify that for them. Um, It's not having clearly defined processes. So there's a lot of rework and mistakes and things that have to go back on. Um, a lot of times it's response time and things like customer service. So, you know, what are SLAs? You know, it's a lot of people don't even know what an SLA is. What an SLA is, is this is the time that you promise somebody that you're going to get back to them. And we try to set up a lot of those there, there's you know, if you think about pain in a business, it's everything. It's everything from cash flow to not having a good infrastructure or having an old infrastructure to having a team that's dysfunctional or people that you can't hire because you just can't find the right people. So it really it goes the gamut of an organization. And every time we walk in the door, it tends to be something different. A lot of times it leaves with, hey, we need technology because we can't we have no visibility. And if you look at what the last mm. year has brought us. A lot of the distributors and manufacturers and service people because of the supply chain interruptions are now realizing they need to have end to end visibility of what their vendors have, what their customers want, what their lead times are, how long their delivery is. And all of a sudden now, what used to be easy, I call up a vendor and get something delivered to me. Now I have to have multiple vendors to source things because my primary vendors may be out. I may have long lead time issues or I may have delays. So a lot of things are related, believe it or not, to the pain that's inflicted by the supply chain or the supply chain.
0: Um, what do you, you know, you talked about, um, you know, communication silos, um, and, and what's the, what do you see as the, like how, if we, if someone is not aware that that is a problem within their organization, how might that manifest? Like what, what are the, uh, um, you know, the uh, symptoms that they might be observing, but yet they don't know that it really is just a, it's a function of, hey, well, you know, we're doing a poor job. Like these guys are just kind of holed up over here doing their work and that information needs to be, you know, we we need to connect. Uh, but yes. but yeah, we, we might not know that that's a problem, What but what might we be observing that would indicate that that could be a problem?
1: Well, usually... I look at the concept of a team, right? And and I try to pull the team together and I ask what the problems are. And all, all I do is listen. I don't say anything because I, I want to observe. I want to observe behavior and I want to observe interactions between people. And what I've learned is, I mean, I don't know if you've read any of, of Brene Brown, but Brene Brown talks about things like leaning in and vulnerability and... Uh, rumbling where you, you, you have rules whereby, Hey, look, i want to have a rumble with you, Josh. I have some problems with what you're doing. Let's go into a room. We're going to close the door and we're going to just say what's on our mind. But when we walk out the door, it's, it's, it, there's, there's no after effect of it. There's no telling someone about it. It's just between you and I, and it's open honesty. And what I found is that the biggest problem is the thing that I observe is when people start talking to me about, you know, one of the problems we have is with this person over, over here or this function over here, but yet they've never they've never made that out to them. They've never come out to them and say, listen, I have an issue with it. So the biggest problem I find is that because of the political nature of some of the smaller companies or the family-held businesses, that people are afraid. They're afraid to be vulnerable. They're afraid to say what they really feel because the last thing they want to be is to be looked at or viewed upon as a weak player in an organization which is really not actually the truth if you subscribe to that you know uh vulnerability and you subscribe to leaning in and you subscribe to empathy and inclusion it means you don't judge anybody strictly based on 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 what your opinion is of them mm-hmm. it's really based upon you know, you communicating with them and establishing a positive relationship. And a lot of times that's all it is. It's team building, right? Mm -hmm. Something as simple as team building an exercise. We're on an Island. and we have to pick five things and here's a list of a hundred things. So now as a group, you need to come together and figure out what five things we need to survive. And you'd be surprised the answers you get. Somebody wants, you know, Uh, food, but it's not food that you need because you need to get off that island. So you need things that could signal like the ability to make fire, have matches. And it's interesting to see when you go through it and you say, these are the five things that the professionals are recommending, how people then interact. And that's what you're trying to create, which most times is missing in organizations, is that the team working together towards a common goal instead of everybody working towards their individual goals. And that's what I see individual goals, taking precedence over the team goals. Hey, we're in a boat. We're rowing the same direction guys. You know, and a lot of times that's what you have to say to them and then figure out what's the method that you can use to do that. Do you have weekly meetings? Do you have a Monday standup? I used to have a Monday standup Where i'd bring donuts in or bagels in and we'd have a meeting for an hour and everyone would say what was on their mind what pissed them off what made them (laughs) happy what they'd like to see done you know what could we be changing here how do we make ourselves better and after a period of time of doing this people begin to open up and that's Mm. what you're trying to encourage is that there's open honest communication whether it's brutal or it's, it's, it's kind, it's, it's not taken in a way that's going to affect you personally. And it's a hard thing to get with most companies because they tend to be very stuck in the way they do things and the way things work. So a lot of times you're changing culture and and the history of a bad culture. Yeah.
0: Um, And you're right. I, I think initially like when you start that and true empathic listening I think it is going to be a process to earn that trust that this is a safe place to be able to vocalize something that me as the leader, like I need to hear that. You know, and 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 it will be it will be a process to to kind of retrain the body.
1: <laughs> you know what else comes out of it too, which is really funny, is when I do my findings, right? I always have findings, and observation, and findings and recommendations. And I sit down with the business owner. It's like eight times out of 10, the business owner says, well, tell me, what's my problem? And I'll say, well, to be honest with you, it's you. It's the way you don't Mm. communicate to your people. It's the way that you are an entrepreneur, not a manager. And a lot of times entrepreneurs don't make good managers, you know, and a lot of times managers don't make good entrepreneurs. So Mm. having the business owner, a lot of times take a reflective look at himself in the mirror, is something that when you can make that breakthrough that changes the whole dynamic of a culture of an organization as well as getting them to realize that hey, you are that weak link and that if you want people to go the same direction as you're going you need to change certain things in here they need to feel that they can trust you like when i come in i always try to establish that trusted advisor relationship and when i'm talking to people the first thing i say to them is listen this is open and honest anything you say to me behind this door is not going to be said to anyone including the owner when he asks me what did you find? And once they get to that level, and they realize after a period of time that what we're talking about is not going anywhere that trust begins. So establishing that trusted advisor status is important, whether you're the business owner, as a trusted owner, or someone like me as a consultant coming in as a trusted advisor.
0: Yeah. Brad, your website is businessfitnessrevolution.com. And of course, your consultancy website, e3businessconsultants.com. Of the two, where would you recommend people go or both of them? If so, like, how do they begin that next step? I know you've produced some great quality. uh, Your video, uh, I was looking at some of your videos that you've been posting on social media, really great quality stuff.
1: Yeah. Professionally done. Um, I would prefer people go to my site. I mean, if, if you're looking to get a, there's three different ways we can work with you, right? You can, you can get the book and read it and interpolate it. You can get the course and you can go through it. Or in a lot of cases, people, what we do is you engage with us and we'll give you the course so that you can have it as a tool, but the the website's the best way to get in touch. Um, and my email address is, is, uh, B T-O-R-N-B-E-R-G, at e3businessconsultants.com. And you can reach me there. And, and I'd be glad to answer any of your, your use, uh, of your listeners' questions if they have any, or if they want more information, I'd be more than glad to provide that to them. The course is designed for people that say, I don't have the time, I need to do this on my own. Um, let me go get the course and, and and work through the course and the workbooks that come with it.
0: Yeah. And again, the website, um, businessfitnessrevolution.com. Brad Tornberg, thank you so much. This has been quite a joy. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Josh. It was great to be here.